you absolutely can laugh at your own joke if it's funny. <laughs> well, the point of jokes is to make you know is is to make somebody laugh. If that person's you, fair enough. But I, I always think if I'm if I'm going to say anything that's you know meant to be a little bit funny, if if I'm not wetting myself, at it what's the fucking point? Nobody nobody's out there telling jokes that they don't find funny, are they? That's proper. That's proper. Joke. Like know, just because <laughs> that's serial killer behaviour, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like, what, what, what's the statute of limitations on? Because obviously, you know, if, if if I just say something funny and then start wetting myself at it, that's a bit fucking weird. But if you're retelling a joke, like a you know, the the point that started this discussion, dear listener, was Dan just made a joke about me being very skinny. That's like a tale as old as time thing, and then was laughing at it. The joke. Hang on. The joke was that Will is so skinny he has to run around in the shower to get wet. And then I laughed because I think that joke's hilarious. But I didn't make we, the joke. We, and that's the thing. Times. But but then you're still... Rarely does anyone tell... Especially if it's like a joke joke. You're not telling an original joke, are you? No one's out here making up fucking knock-knock jokes, are they? Some people are. But I see what you're saying. And then, do you know what it is? I think if a joke... I've always said, if something's clever... I'll laugh at anything. My friends have made jokes about my mum being dead before. And if it's clever, I will laugh my head off. That's what I like. I like people who are witty and quick. And so that's, yeah, that's why I'll always laugh at that joke. Because I think it's I think it's a genius. Breaking it down into like a scientific kind of look at it. It's genius. So, I don't know if I put it up there as like the, one of the cleverest jokes that's ever been uh, ever been written. But it's definitely good. Definitely funny. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, right? There is fucking zero, zero percent fat on that joke. It is a perfect joke. There's nothing. I'm not saying it's the best joke or it's like, you know, the funniest joke ever. But as quick jokes go, it is It's, it's well crafted. It's well crafted. There's nothing, yeah, there's nothing more or less you can take away or add to it or anything. It's That's the joke. It's perfectly done. Appropriate levels of fat on that joke for a joke about skinny people. It's... Exactly. The the other good one was I heard was that he's so skinny his nipples are touching, and that's another his, one that makes his me nipples chuckle. are touching. <laughs> that's another one that makes me chuckle. <laughs> well, that that's something that you, I don't think you see that often though, is it? You know, when you're talking about skinny, it's, it's generally obviously there's there's a level of of width, but it's a lot of depth as well, isn't it? I never think of somebody being <laughs> super narrow. See, that's funny. I never think of people being narrow. See, I don't. I don't. It's, it's, no. it's the truth. All right, now I'm a serial killer because that made you laugh and I wasn't trying to make you laugh. <laughs> yeah, there we go. You've, you've reached a <laughs> We've reached yeah, peak come full circle. Just as well, dear listener, we have got on in the background Preds Yotes because it's the summer and we're recording and fucking live hockey is on, Will, that we can watch. And it's an important game. And I'm so happy. This is the best day ever. I t- I'll tell you what, Dan. Then we're going to start the show at fucking an hour and 45 minutes today. <laughs> this past week, week and a half, whatever it's been, has really made me realise how fortunate it is I don't live in North America. Because with the ability to watch hockey from five o'clock until whenever I deign to go to bed, I've, yeah. I've gotten very little else done. Oh yeah, me too. And And imagine that from just fucking October straight through to July every year. I wasn't going to mention this because it's it's clearly a non-starter because you know Batman talked about this in 2018 and said we're not going to expand the playoffs. That's ridiculous. Why would we? But I'm fucking enjoying this 2014 playoff. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> hey, even even if you don't expand the playoffs, fucking 
swap it to this format. You don't even need an extra round to start chucking out games from 12 through till midnight, do you? Yeah, that's true. That's true. And yeah, to be fair, it's a good point because we complained last year because there were sometimes there were two games on at the same time. I'm just, why are you doing that? Just stagger the games. It makes so much more sense. I mean, even even at the moment, they're sort of you know fucking it up a little bit because you'd have say one at twelve, then one at two thirty, then one at nine, and one at ten, and it's like you you've got extra little half an hours here or there that are messing it up a little bit. True. They should yes. start. They should have the first game at nine in the morning. I think I think, think that what our time or no their time. Oh, that's, so that's, we can, that's reasonable. You know, we can start at like two o'clock in the afternoon, then, can't we? That'll be all right. Oh, that'd be really fucking dangerous. I'm not getting enough work done as it is. <laughs> I do know once that when Ronaldinho played for Barcelona, he had to go on an international. <laughs> he had to play an international game, and Barcelona requested that he didn't have to go. They sort of said to FIFA, "Can we make a ruling that we don't have to send him if he's." if he's been selected. And they said, no, he's been selected, so he has to go. So they said, what's the earliest we can play a game so he can have sort of enough rest? So FIFA said, well, you can play a game at one minute past midnight if you want. So they did. Oh, <laughs> get, yes. Like, the game kicked off at one minute past midnight to give Ronaldinho like, enough time to play, you know, rest and stuff and recuperate. That's, was that a La Liga game? Or... Yeah, when, yeah, he was, he was playing yeah, a La Liga game. That's mental. I don't want to hear about hockey players waking up at a certain time and playing. You're getting paid how much money? You can fucking get up at six o'clock ready for a game at nine. Mate, don't give me that. Yeah, give a give a monkeys about it, innit? I'd rather I'd rather play earlier anyway, especially in this uh in this format. <laughs> yes, so you can get out of the way. <laughs> oh thank god that's over. Oh, Rest geez. of the day to myself. Great. <laughs> yeah, finally back to playing fucking cornhole and shoot your free throws on the one basketball court. Right. I can get. I can bet to go back to my prison bubble and play Call of Duty. Fantastic. <laughs> not in, not in my mate's hotel room though. Only in the, uh, only in the shared. Of course. Shared fucking. I didn't realise that they were. We we are darting, absolutely darting all over the place. But I didn't realise that the players wouldn't be allowed to socialise properly. Yeah, I, I hadn't realised that. I didn't. That didn't occur to me either. Like you were allowed to be fucking ball bag to ball bag on the bench, but you can't. Sit next to each other on a sofa and play Call of Duty. Like, I know, I love it. As soon as, as soon as you score a goal, or like, um, like, like Dubois last night with his OT winner, every single player dives on top of him. Yeah, when they get back to the hotel, don't sit <laughs> next to him. Fucking get away from him. Stop it. It's uh, not not that anyway, I don't think social distancing me, uh, and wearing masks is important because it really is. But it's yeah, it's just wear the, a mask, everybody. It's very for, important. For the let me just quickly say this before we go. Let me just quickly say this before we move on. Welcome back, folks, to Two Bits, One Puck. I'm hey. your host, Mr. In- <laughs> Mr. Intangibles, a hamster chaser, and a kneeling boy, Dan Masters, with my good friend, the lady's favourite, and a man who also knelt. Well, every human. Will, how you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very well. I'm, I'm quite impressed. We're, we're reaching new levels of not starting the show now, which is really quite exciting, I think. It is. It was almost getting to be like, yeah, like a, like a, a marriage or a relationship or, or, or any kind of long-term commitment be it personal social or employmental yeah you, you get there you get to a point where you think is there going to be anything new are we going to find ways to surprise each other and and tonight we have dad which is beautiful with our first yeah. proper podcast since real decent hockey has come back on the television it's my, hey do you know what that is a fantastic a fantastic segue because this is something i wanted to ask you Go speaking on. of real decent hockey 
Do you give two shits at all about the round robin stuff? Or are you just not bothered? I have watched maybe 25 minutes of two different round robin games and fuck me, they were boring. Yeah, me too. Just really. I, I genuinely, if this makes me a bad Bruins fan, so be it. But I genuinely don't give a shit until like the actual playoffs, the real playoffs start. Mate, I watched the first period of that Bruins Flyers game the other night, and Jesus fucking Christ, like just dull. I don't know how much of it is like a a placebo effect sort of thing. But you, it, you know, it's not important to you, so you're not that interested. But yeah, mate, yeah, it's just it's just dull as dishwater, isn't it? You know that Vegas Blues game looked exciting as shit, and you know it doesn't it, again. It doesn't really. It's it's basically an end of season meaningless game. It doesn't mean anything because the players don't consider it the playoffs clearly, and especially for a team, I guess like the Bruins is a good idea where their major stars are a bit older. They're not just going to go out there and die for that cause, are they? And just risk fucking pulling a hammy or something like that. And yeah. it's hard to care about it when. Let's be honest, the seeding doesn't matter. Seedings do not matter. If, if you're worth your salt in that top four, you should be able to be one through four and still get out of the first round, isn't it? Yeah, you shouldn't care. You just shouldn't care. Because, and here's the thing as well, everyone's talking about, well, yeah, the Bruins had 100 points and they're going to be the fourth seed. Who cares? What happened to the two first seeds in each conference last season? They won one game between them and both got knocked out by the wildcard teams. So it's the playoffs. Seedings do not matter. Not in the slightest. I think another thing that these round robin games have going against them is like they've they've already got that sort of exhibition game perception about them and that sort of feeling. But as opposed to a true exhibition, like in September, there's actually much Goal more interest. Goal Yotes. Sorry. Oh mate, you're five, ten seconds ahead of me because it's only just gone in. No way. There That's you go. A, One nil Yotes. Oh, fucking. Sorry. Carry on. Oh, Mickey Grabner. Um, yep. That was a nice little shot from him, actually. And uh, c- case in point, there is good and meaningful and important hockey happening at the same time. So, it's, and and there's loads of it. So, like we were saying earlier, like you know, you've got fucking eight hours straight of hockey or whatever it is. It's, oh, do I do I want to tune into the Bruins versus the Capitals where they're going to be nobody gives a shit, or do I want to I don't know wait half an hour or change the fucking channel and watch something like this. Not that I'm massively interested in these Florida Islanders series or the, the Predators Coyote series, but it's still far more interesting than, than any of the fucking exhibition games. Yeah, this there's something on the line here. This is actually important. This is a yeah, this is a classic this is it. This is the playoffs. Losing you go home. Speaking of losing you go home, like today, all elimination games. All day. Is I that not six oh, elimination my. games in one day. This is this is as exciting as it gets. I'm not gonna I'm gonna talk about the stars and Golden Knights players Neil Link and of course uh, Matt Dumber as well later on. But it was cool to see fans all over the world getting in on the uh, on the act on Twitter. Thanks to uh, and I'm gonna be so annoyed at myself here because I forgot to write down the name of the guy who started it. Who said, "Well, fine, if they won't do it, I'll do it." And he uh, basically started it. Do you mean Hardev? Was it Hardev? I think so. Yes, there was Hardev Lad on Twitter. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what his his last name he's is. A yeah, but fan, wasn't he? yeah, he's yeah, he's he's quite prominent in the in the Leafs community. I think he writes yeah. for uh, Raw Charge, the SB Nation for the Lightning. Ah, okay, okay. And oh, 
I want to say he does some stuff for Mile High, Mile High Hockey as well for the Avs, but I might I might just be lying there. He definitely, definitely does stuff for Raw Charge, though. Really, really good to see. And good to see people from, you know, all walks of life and getting involved. It was a, it was a nice thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's good that he got picked up by obviously Hardev has his own his own following, but to be picked up by a Black Girl Hockey Club and, and really amplified that way was was fantastic to see. I mean, there's yeah, yeah, no short you know, for a couple of days. Your timeline's absolutely full of it, and especially where that was pre Dumber and pre uh, the Stars and the Knights kneeling, yeah. really sort of filled the void and. Yeah, if if we're going to be frank with ourselves and and sort of give mind to the the detractors of the movement, yeah, it's just a bunch of nobodies need, taking pictures of themselves kneeling on Twitter. But sometimes that, if there is such a void in in activism within your sport and your community around that sport, the silly little inconsequential things become consequential because nothing else is happening. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. Like us, us kneeling in our fucking living rooms or bedrooms doesn't isn't gonna make Gary Bettman suddenly say, "Oh, well, actually, we should fucking put Black Lives Matter on the back of every player's jersey." No, it doesn't. But it raises awareness within your own community, especially on a platform like Twitter, where you do have a large proportion of the hockey community, or at least the online section of that community. So it it, it makes more awareness for the other fans to say, "Look, this is how." we feel as a fan base as a community within the sport and this is what we think should be happening it's it swings and roundabouts depending on how big you expect something like that to become but i do think it still had had its place and had purpose i did uh, i did my own with my uh, with my pride flag as well <laughs> that, that, that flag is incredible <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Oh, I got a pride flag. Oh, like, is it, I oh, yeah. a pride flag. Don't, don't worry about that. Pride flag. Is it? Is it just the rainbow and the and the trans flag um, section together? Or is there a third thing in there as well? I couldn't remember. Yeah, it's the BAME uh, community as well. BAME community, like a like a South Africa flag, but it's an all. Yep, it's it's all encompassing, which is why. I, uh, really good. I mean, if if you're gonna have a flag to fly, you just try and cover all the bases, really. You would not believe. You would not believe the one of the replies I got to my <laughs> to my flag picture. It was unreal. Oh mate, I I can only imagine. Like I again, I'm fucking nobody on Twitter. I haven't even got a hundred followers, but I still had numpties in my mentions of off of posting a picture of me fucking kneeling in my bedroom. It's like, come on, bruv. If you're that eager to out yourself as a fucking ignorant racist, just. Just send a fucking letter to your mayor or whatever. I don't know. Hang a sign in, in your house. Say, oh, I don't respect human life. See you later. Put it in your fucking... Fuck your, uh, <laughs> fuck your pronouns, bruv, if you're a racist. Just put, I'm a racist in. Okay. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Here, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Strapping, everybody. This is from um, Jen Vet for Truth. Uh, she's a vet, a vet for truth. Wait, do you reckon... Again, it's just, you know, it's, it's me leaning down with my uh, fantastic legs on show. Remember, remember in his jersey? Can, can we just quickly question, do you reckon Jen is a vet as in a veteran or a vet as in a veterinarian? Well, it says her, her actual full title is Jennifer Veterans for Truth. Oh, then oh. that would that would imply veteran. She looks incredibly, incredibly young if that is her. So I don't think she's actually a veteran because she looks like a 
I don't know, she looks about 17. This is what she, this is the reply I got. <laughs> Bow to and worship the Antichrist spirit. Go ahead, do it. It's not new. This has happened in the past. You may want to read the Bible to find out how it worked out for them. Black Lives Matter movement is simply Bar Lucifer and Malek. <laughs> oh, I do, Jesus Christ was you know, famously uh, anti-human rights, uh, extremely racist. I, I never, never have I read a more racist story than uh, than the Bible. God, mate. <laughs> That's that's probably true though, <laughs> knowing knowing some darker corners of the Bible. But oh, I, I love it. I should have if I'd have if I'd have been in the mood, I would have gone all in, because I wanted to reply with, "Are you saying if I do this, I'm worshiping Satan and the Antichrist?" Because that sounds hella cool. <laughs> is what I would have done. <laughs> because and this at the risk of at the risk of surprising some people, and even maybe even alienating some people, Satanists are actually quite cool. Because the Satanist motto is just be yourself, everybody should be themselves and be happy. That's kind of it. There's no worship the devil, that's not what Satanists are. There's no, you know, murder sheep or, you know, sacrifice virgins in a giant pool of, you know, acid or something. It's not that. That's that's not what Satanism is. It's, you know, just be yourself and kind of be happy. That's, That's why I prefer classic Satanism, not this fucking modern PC watered down Satanism bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> this week on Real Talk, Satanism. Is it passe? Is it? <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> All right, should we start the show? <laughs> Please. Please. In, in the hope that it resets our brains to something more yeah. productive to talk about. <laughs> I was going to say we should start with that lovely, beautiful summer tablecloth that Paul Bissonnette is wearing. <laughs> he's fucking, he's fucking wrangling for. He's he's slowly, slowly morphing into Don Cherry, isn't he? Shout out to uh, slowly. Shout out to uh, to Biz Nasty stealing my mum's curtains from 1988 <laughs> and wearing them as a suit jacket. <laughs> oh, mate. Let's start with the best thing first. Let's start with Matt Dumber and Robin Lehner, Jason Dickinson, Tyler Sagan and Ryan Reeves. Finally, finally, a good thing to see. And and the NHL, I don't know if it was peer pressure or not, but finally at least at least doing something, you know, with the uh, the video Tron messages and all that kind of thing. At least they uh, at least they did something. That that's the thing. I was I was talking to Joe, friend of the show, Joe. About Shout this out this to week, Joe. Fucking, yeah. we haven't we haven't had a Joe insert for a while. So I know you're out there, Joe. I love you, buddy. Happy birthday for the other day. Hey, and Joe. we we were having a little chat, and because um, he was saying, "Oh, it's good to see the NHL starting to do stuff about the BLM stuff and, and taking a bit of a stance." And as as long time listeners will know, Dan, we're a little bit <laughs> cynical <laughs> about no. the NHL, especially when it's come to to their uh, relations with race and their their actions of of late and of what we are now 103 years um but but joe joe talked me down a bit because he did make the point of you know joe's not as in you know fucking morbidly in tune with 
the the world surrounding the NHL as we are. And he made the point as as more of a casual fan, not game wise, but sort of culture wise, if that makes any sense. That yeah, yeah at least they're doing something, and and it is it is good from from a league wide standpoint. The fact that they've got the we skate for everyone or whatever it fucking is like is better than nothing. It is better than nothing, but we still need more. And I, I won't get into it too much right now because I'm sure we'll get into it more later. But now is the time for the fucking players to step up. Like Matt Dumba, fucking utter legend, following in JT Brown's footsteps, putting himself out there on a fucking island for every single game that he's played this year. Well, since the restart, absolute the fucking cojones on that man. And it's you know it's good to see like Dickinson and Laner and Reeves and Sagan you know following up and, and kneeling, but where the fuck are the rest of them? Do you know what I mean? Like the the question always was was like oh yeah I don't want to be a distraction you know the argument was you don't want to be the first person to do it. Matt Dumber's broken that fucking ice. It's it's over now. There's no excuse for you saying I don't want to stand out. Matt Dumber is standing out for you. Now it's a question of standing with either your teammate or your peer or at the very least your pseudo colleague a member of your community the the excuses have gone now surely you're right that was i think we mentioned it last week that i think that once the first player does it you will then start to see more players do it you just need Mm -hmm. that first person to do it so then matt dumber did it great and then four players do it and i'm thinking okay cool here we go and then just nothing again i think oh like this is your chance to fucking do it. It's, it's the cat's already out of the bag. You know we're, we're already started. Why, why, why stop now? It's very um, I don't know. It's it's peculiar. It's very peculiar. And fucking Robin Lane are just putting my mind into a pretzel. Him coming out and saying, well, yeah, obviously, you know, wearing that Trump thing was a mistake. And we've we've said a million times about sort of forgiveness and how do you do that and can you forgive people for things and. You know, I, yeah, I, Robin Lane has showed that I think you can. He, uh, he sort of went against everything that we thought and made us actually made a statement, a personal statement. And I, I've got, you know, you, you've got to give him credit for that. And to then come out and say, yeah, what I did was a mistake, to admit he was wrong, that's, that's, you know, that's a good thing, I guess. It's, it's power to him. And I think the thing with the Lena situation that I've been thinking about a little bit was. We've always been saying, I know I've been, I've been saying, you know, the situation with Black Lives Matters and the the murder of countless Black Lives at the hands of the police is not a political issue. It's not. It's not whether you're you're left wing or right wing, whether you're liberal or conservative, or whatever it might be. It's a human rights issue, and I think to yeah. an extent that has to go both ways. So to an extent, as much as I don't want him to it doesn't matter whether Robin Leonard still supports Donald Trump or not, you know, because if we're saying that it's not a political issue, we should still allow people to have their conservative beliefs and support Black Lives Matters. Like it's, yeah, you can't, you can't just say you have to support it because it's not a political issue and then say people have to give up their political allegiance, whether you think it's wrong or not, to support the cause, because that's not a fair way of doing it. So I think... To see Robin Leonard kneel, even without him apologising for supporting Trump in the past, like I think that's still a good step and does show some level of of growth on his part. 
I was just going to take it back to to the lack of participation from other players. The the story going, you know, Sagan Sagan approaches Reeves in the warm up, finds out Reeves is doing it, and then goes back into the locker room and and says, "I'm doing it. Who want who's with me?" And only Jason Dickinson out of the Dallas Stars lineup went with with Tyler Sagan. Is just it's criminal. It's utterly, utterly criminal. Like there are no excuses. The the players on on both sides, you know, because I'd imagine that Reeves made it public to to the rest of his teammates as well. The other forty players or eight, 36 players, whatever it is, of the Golden Knights roster and the Dallas Stars roster made their choice and took their stand. So that can only be undone when you take the opposite stand. Do you know what I mean? Like until now, you are guilty until proven innocent in this role. Another goal for the Coyotes, by the way. Feel the thrill. We love, we love to see it. We love, speaking of good eggs, it still, still doesn't yield. And, and it goes for everybody else in the league. Everybody else in the league. I really thought that we'd see more of it after those players did it. Uh, you know, at least sort of... Well, that, But then you look at the Formula 1 last weekend. Drivers all lined up on the start-finish line. And six or seven of them said, yeah, I'm not kneeling. So they just fucking stood there. I was just thinking, why I don't see, I don't see the argument for not kneeling. What's the argument against kneeling? I, I don't understand it. <laughs> you know, especially where you have some people trying to pass it off as, oh, I'm yeah, I'm standing with these people. I'm I'm not kneeling because I don't want to kneel for yeah, the flag. Fucking, that's bullshit. Fuck yeah, off. That you. is fucking. That is fucking it. If you have to put a stipulation on your support for a human rights movement. Again, against about the murder of black lives at the hands of the police. If you're putting stipulations on the action being taken to show your support, you're not fucking supporting it. No, not at all. Not at all. And I, I just, I did want to point out as well that um, Matt Dumba was interviewed about it, and I think he did a really good thing in that he also mentioned the First Nations people of Canada mm-hmm. afterwards, and sort of said. We have to remember as well that we're playing in Canada and there's also a massive issue here with First Nations people. And I've mentioned it before that if you want to educate yourself and you know you can't be bothered reading or serious work into this, and even if you want to just kind of do it as a, well, I'll kind of listen to this thing while I'm you know cooking my tea or washing up or whatever, there are two or three amazing podcasts about children, I mean, children literally being sold off the street to families and you know, like young indigenous and First Nations girls being killed and things like that. And it's it's massively, massively eye-opening. And I'd like to give Matt Dummer credit for that as well. Like, the guy's an absolute fucking hero at the moment, in all senses. Absolutely. What, what's the name of that podcast series, Dan? Do you know off the top of your head? Yeah, there's one called uh, Missing and Murdered. Missing which and Murdered. To, which I, I'm fairly sure was a, a CBC uh, production. Who do that? I must admit, CBC's podcasts are phenomenally good. Oh, really? Um, yeah, they're really, really good. There's what? There's another one called Someone Knows Something with a, a reporter called David Regent. Yes, I think I've listened to some of that. Is that where he goes up yeah. to? He goes like back to his hometown or something like that. He gets requests from people to look for loved ones who have gone missing, basically over the course of so many years. And you know, he'll go back and he'll try and find people and interview them and find out what happened. And sometimes it's really frustrating because it's just real life. Sometimes there are no happy endings or. And we found this guy, and sometimes that doesn't happen, and it can be really hard to listen to because you just know there's no, like, okay, there's no outcome, and, and that family's not going to get closure, which is shit. But 
someone knows something's really good, and especially for the um, like the First Nations people, missing and murdered is is excellent. If we can, let's try and transition to something not in any way near uh, as serious or important. But there is hockey going on. I don't think there's any point us talking about each series massively in depth. There's just no point, especially those that are still going on. So I'm just thinking if there's anything you want to mention from any of them, we can just kind of cherry pick things we've enjoyed or noticed. Um, I've made a few notes. I have got a few notes, actually, on every single series. Some are a bit, you know, some are just little things, but... I'll throw them out there to you. I was going to say, uh, em- go from there. yeah, empty your notebook, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think we'll start. We'll start with the uh, with Hurricanes and the Rangers. I uh, I did pick the Rangers. Like I said, more out of hope than anything else. <laughs> I, uh, no, not so casual there. That, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, it wasn't a real pick, obviously. Oh, yeah, I didn't was, think yeah, this was going to happen. Yeah, I had to pick the Rangers because you picked the Hurricanes. <laughs> so in theory, there, so, I mean, it's, really, it's my fault. Really, I'm the better man. Yeah, I'm, I'm the better man there because I've done the good thing for the show. So, <laughs> but yeah, the Rangers go out. Lundqvist's Stanley Cup dream is getting less and less as the Predators score two one game. Oh, there Back it to is. First, Duchesne. Oh, I keep forgetting that Duchesne plays for the Predators. Like, yes, yeah, it doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't matter yeah. at all. It's over. Let's talk about the best thing though about that series. It's Sebastian Aho fucking rinsing Tony D'Angelo and <sighs> making him take a knee. Oh Ooh. my god. Symbolism, just beautiful, beautiful hockey symbolism. I was so good, and especially like Tony Tony D'Angelo got fucking mugged off in that series. He oh, was, every game, he yeah. was fucking awful. Like, do you, do you see his um expected goal share and stuff like that? That people, were, I think Sean Tierney posted it out on his beautiful little bar yeah. charts. Oh, just diabolical, so bad, and. Uh, to an extent, I think the Rangers are a little bit a victim of circumstance because they're one of the teams that yes. sold off at the deadline and then made the the, the playoffs. Not that Brady Shea is a second coming of Nick Lidstrom, but I reckon you'd have rather have Brady Shea in there than I don't know, one of their defensemen. Maybe, let's just say randomly, Tony D'Angelo. I mean, maybe, maybe, but I feel like Tony D'Angelo probably would have stayed in as he was their, their highest... Was he their top... No, he wouldn't, wouldn't have been their top scorer, but... He was their highest scoring defenseman this year. So, yeah, I think they're a bit unlucky, and you could have easily seen them. They picked somebody up at the, the deadline to change their fortunes. But at the same time, they got fucking swept, and they played terribly, and that's that. They'll have that chance at getting Lafreniere, don't they? So, Win win situation, if you ask me. Yeah, not exactly a bad thing. It's a... Amazingly, Andrei Svechnikov, one of those stats that kind of surprises me, the first ever player to score a hat trick on a Hurricanes postseason game. That's crazy, isn't it? That's really, that mad? really mad. And and speaking of that stat, something that I've already noticed that I'd maybe just forgotten about for this time of year, all these fucking utter nonsense stats that are oh like, God, don't. oh, the the youngest player under 21 and a half years of age to score a goal on a Tuesday at four o'clock. Like, mate, don't, <laughs> oh, wait, what, what, what was it? it? I think it was about Quinn Hughes. Oh, was that a while ago? There was one that was really, really fucking stupid. It was just like, oh, yeah. you know, players under 20 who had played an NHL game. Or, I don't know, some fucking nonsense. But it's like, if you're... There's so many qualifying things. That's the thing. If you're getting so specific with your stats, like, yeah, it's cool that Nick Robinson's playing in fucking playoff games. Robinson. I said Robinson, didn't I? Did I say Robinson? Oh, sorry. I thought you said Robinson. He's the uh, the, B- the BBC political analyst. I'll, I'll believe you. 
but like yeah it's it's, it's cool that Spectre got a hat trick and, and all that stuff but like mate we not everybody has to have a record like come on fucking millennials are the participation trophies oh fucking oh, bro, bro, bloody hell fucking hell if you're if you're the first player to do something for your team, that then is a stat. Well done. But not if you're like you say, the first player to do something for your team and you've got a queue in your name and it's a Wednesday and it's the best of five. <laughs> like some qualifiers I'll get like you know, eighteen year olds, yeah, that's the youngest age you can be in Yeah. Yeah, or even like teenagers. Fair enough, that's pretty impressive. Or if you're just the youngest person to do something in franchise history cool that is that's cool like that's that is interesting but yeah when when you when you're putting like a really specific range on it it's just come on mate like let's let's just enjoy the fact that some kid did something <laughs> uh, anything else from the hurricanes rangers for you mate no well just the, the hurricanes are looking fucking legit again this year like i, I mate, reckon yeah that was it do you know what and yeah i took about like an embarrassment of riches dougie hamilton goes out so sammy vattenen comes in just you know, plugs in, does a great job. Just get an NHL professional in there to do a professional's job. And, Good stuff. Smart and move. The aforementioned Brady Shea and, and coming in for Brett Pesci as well. Like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's dangerous. And then look at they've got fucking, they've got really nice forward depth as well. I, I feel like the Hurricanes are like what Nashville should be. Yeah, you're right. Like they haven't got any superstars though. Fucking hell, Svechnikov's looking like he's going to become that. But, I don't know, mate. Svechnikov and Aho. Oh, yeah, they're, they're they are fantastic players, but neither one of them are on like Panarin's level, say. No, oh, fair point. But like I'd say, yeah, Aho and Philip Forsberg is his power, peak of his powers, both yeah. very good players or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and they're they're both deep at forward, but for whatever reason, the Preds just can't seem to click, and the Hurricanes can't seem to do anything but click. It's beautiful. You know why don't you? Go on, why? Because they've got a coach who knows how to coach grit and jam and intangibles. That's why. That's what it is, Will. It's those intangibles. A, a coach made up of entirely grit and jam, some would say. Exactly. Yeah. I'll put it this way. If Rob Brindamore cuts himself, grit and jam comes out of the wound. He's not. So he's that's not, all you need to know. He's not cake, is he? No. Fuck, don't do that. All right. I, d- I heard that he was just doing utter fucking slugs. Of raspberry compot conserve into that massive <laughs> beak of his every morning. <laughs> That's why his nose is so fucked up. <laughs> it's not because he took hits. It's just because he's absolutely fucking snorting the shit out of Robinson's raspberry jam. <laughs> and and the grit as well. The grit is more damaging. The grit, really. yeah, true. The grit's really the grit is really damaging. <laughs> his septum's all over the place. Where are you going, Mike Mike the Grit Man? It's June. The the roads aren't icy. Ah, I've got a special delivery to make. Just jumps off half a ton of grit outside Mrs. Brindamore's place. <laughs> are, you, are you implying that Rob Brindamore still lives with his mum? Because I'm I, just saying he gets it delivered there. So I believe it, and everyone knows about it. Come I'd, on, well, this is simple stuff. You don't get the stuff delivered to your house. That's ridiculous. That's well, a rookie maybe, mistake. Maybe when it's grit. Nah, not even grit. Because then you're giving away your secrets, aren't you? But, but then Brindamore, such a good coach, you so can't work it out. Is he grit? Is he huffing all his grit, all his grit at his mum's house, or is he then transporting it? He's, t- he's turning no, up he... in, with like a little baggie and he's, yeah, he's, turning up, he's turning up with a baggie that's his holding place his mum's house is where he holds the grit <laughs> Rob Brindamore's microdosing grit all throughout the day <laughs> <laughs> he'll, be on, he'll be on Joe Rogan soon enough you he... know what 
I'm gonna go. I don't mind Joe Rogan. Do not. Preds equalised two two. Iverson. Hey, fuck it. Can you fucking stop with this? Can you no, at sorry. least spoilers? At least wait until <laughs> they're like because because <laughs> you're only you're only slightly ahead of me. Where like you distract me by you distract me by speaking and then I like miss the goal because I'm listening to you. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you're just shouting in my ears. Oh, what's going on? Oh shit. That was, a, that was a fucking quality pass. What was that, Dante Fabro? No, right there. That's poor. I don't, I don't like that's poor defensive play from me. Those three, those three there are too, way too bunched up. I mean, there's a massive gap, that. massive gap down the middle, but yeah, still hard, hard shot to take from Arlington as well. <laughs> I'm going to move on to the uh, the Penguins and Habs next because this series, more than any, and this covers the whole league, but we have to stop. We have to stop. With the, oh my God, can you believe this team is beating this other team? Yes. Yes, I can. It's the NHL playoffs. Have you watched no hockey in your entire life? Any team can beat any team in the playoffs. Nothing makes sense in the playoffs. I make the joke every year. People who are working predictions or who work in, you know, like analytics and all that things are going to tell you why a certain team is going to win. And then they're not because no one knows anything about the NHL playoffs. I'll, I'll take you one further and just say it's the NHL full stop. Like, yeah, it's true. It's the most the most parity-obsessed sport in the world and they have achieved parity purely in, in every facet of the game. So, yeah. yeah. It, and it's it, even worse in the playoffs. Especially when you when you chuck in, to be fair, as, as Dyson Sphere pointed out, Gary Price is standing on his fucking head. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Jesus fucking Christ! I was waiting for oh yeah, I was waiting to be uh, to be called <laughs> to be out on that. Down to earth of that one. As soon as we've slate Kerry Price every time he gets mentioned, dude's been fucking I mean, unreal. It, it doesn't change anything though. He's still fucking shit. Yeah, he's still massively overrated. Shout out to Ken Dyson's fair. But <laughs> <laughs> you, you compare it to to Connor Hellebuck's postseason, quote unquote postseason. Can we can we just yeah, he's terrible. Pause on that for a second. Am I the only one who's noticed that? On the ice, they've just got Stanley Cup and a big gap where it's clearly going to say playoffs at some point. But, like, they're not. <laughs> the NHL doesn't want to call them playoffs, even though it's blatantly the playoffs. Oh, my God. I've only just... I've literally just noticed that I've Fucking, you've said it. <laughs> I, f- I feel like I'm going mental. I think that's the only Eastern series I haven't seen anything of. Yeah, it's been a good series so far. Good yeah, series. fucking... And the rumours as well seems that Crosby's playing, Crosby's playing hurt. Oh, how, how is he playing hurt? Has is, is he, is he been wrestling in his uh, hotel room? Is he? I don't know, but maybe he was. Uh, remember, I talked a few about a month ago about the uh, the Sidney Crosby invitation. If you could make it, that'd be great, guys. But mm. you better fucking be here. Workout camp, and the rumor is that he uh, he tweaked something in his uh, one of his core muscles, and he's been sort of struggling <laughs> since then. And that's that's the rumor. But I don't know, but. You'd feel like a right dickhead, wouldn't you? If you're being proper teacher's pet and like, oh, come on, let's all have an extra practice. And then you fucking injure yourself. Sod's law, isn't it, though? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that Sid deserves it, but, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's what you Damn. get, isn't it? It's what you get for being a SWAT, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's what you get for being a SWAT, yeah. <laughs> He's a, the Is... hockey's equivalent of a boffin. The Penguins have to be the worst team if they get eliminated to win the lottery, right? They have to be. Um, as in the unjustness of it. I know that it's been it's been a minute, though, hasn't it? It's been a while since they won a lottery. Yeah, but to go 
<laughs> to go from Crosby to just then to Lafreniere just seems a bit all right. Come on, <laughs> like you're taking the piss. I think, yeah, I, th- I do think you you raise a good point, especially as they were like what seventh in the league or something this yeah. year, um, and it only and that only works. You could say the same for, um, you could say the same for Edmonton. Okay, if they get eliminated, well, they've just got, but they've not had any success. So it's not like they've been steamrolling people with McDavid. Yeah, they've got the best player, but it's a fucking shit show around him, save for Dreisaitl. You know, the same with the Leafs. Yeah, they've built their team via the draft and got some amazing, you know, top-end forward talent, but they haven't won anything. So it's not like they're steamrolling the league with it. Whereas you feel like the Penguins are kind of, you know, it's like Malkin and Crosby, and then they go like to Lafreniere straight away. Seems a yeah. bit unfair. Yeah, the only team to do back-to-back clubs this millennium. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But then who who would be worse at the Penguins or the Blackhawks? Oh, that's a really good question. Not that the Hawks are getting eliminated, necessarily, but you never know. I don't know. I'd have to have some alone time with that one to really think about it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just to ponder. I'd still, I think I'd still pick the Penguins. Really? What penguins over the Blackhawks? I think I would. Yeah, I, I think, I think an element of that is that the peng I trust the Penguins to just carry. Like the Penguins are still good, whereas the Blackhawks are not. So, so yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Like, like the the Hawks are closer to deserving Lafreniere than uh, than the Penguins are. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and being played while you have a cheeky Nando's risking your life. If you could leave a five-star review on iTunes or a review where you listen, that would be lovely. And as always, we're brought to you unsponsored by Wave Intel. Hockey is fully back. And aside from the rampant Nick Suzuki love, Wave Intel does provide fantastic data sheets and their patented comparison charts with a ton of easy-to-read info. Wave Intel online and on Twitter, being smart, so you don't have to. Wild Canucks, I got nothing for this. Not a Un- single thing. Unsurprisingly, not interested in the slightest. No. At all. No. Uh, apart from Michael Furland coming back and getting his head caved in and then going again. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bit mad. That's, that's it's good to see. Uh, it's good to see young players playing well. So it's nice to see Quinn Hughes doing the biz. But yeah, I got I got nothing aside from that. Yeah, fucking not interested at all. At all. Should, should we should we talk about some injuries? Because there have been some fucking we injuries. Talk, we should talk about some injuries. I want to get yeah. Let's. I was going to go to the Jets Flames next. Well, the perfect so one we'll to go to. About, we'll, we'll talk about the Jets who've got more injuries than fucking extras in the film Platoon. It seems. <sighs> Just <laughs> like the first game was after we'd recorded, and after that first game, they lose. Was it fucking? Was it Michael Appleton? I think was his name. Uh, Mason. His name, Mason other. Appleton. That was it. Mason Appleton. They lose. They lose Mason Appleton, Mark Shifley, and Patrick Liney in one game. And you just think, oh my god. I mean, this has been the most cursed teams this year. It's fucking one of them. Well, the over. most cursed team. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that... then we had a little chat about uh, Matthew Kachuk and his uh, check. I've... What did you think? I've, I've softened a bit on it. And I think, like, yeah, there's, there is no way he. <laughs> there's no way you meant to do that. But there is still. You look at it and it's like there's something. It feels like there's something off there, but yeah, that's like, like we were saying, like that's psychotic. 
if if that's deliberate yeah. with you know if he's deliberately raising his skate blade with the aim of fucking what well, what's the injury have we actually had it confirmed like is it a fucking lacerated tendon or some shit like that? I don't think I do. I don't think it's been confirmed. He's he's, he's just unfit to play. Just <laughs> yeah. hilarious is we've kind of we can't even get up a lower body now. Now it's even more vague. It's just unfit to play. So That's it. He ain't playing. I ain't telling you why. Is he is he scratched? Is he injured? No, nah, not fucking telling you, mate. He just ain't playing. Yeah, just unfit to play. Has he been traded? Not telling you, bro. He's just not playing. <laughs> <laughs> is he? It's just not on the team sheet. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky has been declared unfit to play by the Edmonton Oilers. Didn't he retire like 20 years? Unfit to play, mate. It's There's no way that was deliberate, but... No, I agree. But if you want to argue it, I'll listen. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That, sound, I said to you, that sounded I said to you, so fucking is, CD. Well, the you, problem if, is... If you want to have an argument... That's that's the, the fucking thing. Matt if it's any other player, if it's any other player mate, of the Flames, if that happens like, to TJ no, Brody, nobody, mate, nobody, no nobody gives a shit. Yeah, there's no way you meant to do that. You're out your fucking tree. There's no way, Matt Kachuk. Go on, I'm listening. <laughs> it's it's where it was so close to the boards as well. Like who's put in their fucking again? I don't think that Matt Kachuk did it deliberately, but who's put Neither in their I. fucking foot up? To stop against against, I've never seen that. Like, nobody does that. That's that's how you get yourself a broken fucking leg. But I do love the idea of of him steaming in and in like a in a millisecond. Max just like, yeah, I'll just fucking stomp on this prick's leg. Like, fuck him, it's over. I, I wish it was. I wish he he, he did do it deliberately because that'd be really fucking cool. <laughs> Fucking metal pick. Fucking metal pick. Yeah, it would be cool. <laughs> be impressive. Well, it's certainly make for an interesting talking point. And didn't again as I, I missed this, but didn't fucking Paul Maurice come out and say, "Yeah, it was deliberate. It was blatantly yeah. deliberate." Mar- yeah. So after, <laughs> so straight after the game, fair enough. Tensions are running high. You know, you just like fucking our Mark Shifley and Patrick Kane and Mason Appleton. Like this is bullshit. I mean, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Clearly, pissed off. Says yes. <laughs> Paul Reese comes out looking for a fight. Yeah, <laughs> his wife's holding him back. Liverpool's not worth it. But Paul Reese is obviously, you know, very annoyed, and as he should be. And oh my god, what have we just done? And so then the next day, you're thinking, all right, you've calmed down now. Cool heads are going to prevail. No, Paul Reese just fucking doubles down the next day. Even after he's had a chance to sleep on it, he's just like, yeah, it was deliberate. He's fucking dirty as shit. <laughs> Pro- right, pro- problem is he didn't sleep. He was up all night carving Mac Chuck's face into his desk and just slicing <laughs> through it. Yeah. I'll yeah. fucking kill him. He was, he was fucking prowling the hotel halls, <laughs> grabbing the concierge by the collar. Where the fuck is he? He's been hiding behind that basketball pole for like three days, waiting for Matt Kachuk to come out to shoot hoops. Is that, is that Paul Maurice? Yeah, you better go back inside, Matt. Yeah, get inside, Matt. That's why I didn't see him. Matt Kachuk's had his spies out, his flame spies, looking for uh, looking for Paul Maurice. He's on Maurice watch. I'd, I'll be excited yeah. to know if, if Matt Kachuk gets Paul Maurice now. He's like he's like the detective that's on the case of the serial killer, who then uh, yeah, yeah. is at, at the most risk. I'm t- I'm team Paul Maurice, quite frankly. Yeah, me too. Why not? <laughs> and and he's he's talking about like he's got a fucking 
secret camera angle. Like he set up his own fucking GoPro in the rink somewhere. He's like, don't worry, don't worry, mate. You haven't seen this camera angle, but I've fucking seen it. The look in this <laughs> boy's Zapruder. eyes. It's the fucking Zapruder film from JFK. If you if you read his lips as he's coming in, Mac Chuck says, "I'm going to kill you." But, you, but I, I'm going to. Couldn't show you I'm that gonna footage. Snap your tendons. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a yeah. fucking nutter! What an utter utter psychopath! And I, I love it. I'm here for it. Like. To be fair to Paul Maurice, though, with the year he's had, Christ. Yeah, it's, mate, it's fair enough. It's, f- it's insane, right? It's insane that the Jets had the season they had, were in the playoffs, like, because kind of, kind of, because it's kind of the playoffs, kind of not the playoffs. They get bumped before the first round, and you can still say, man, they had a good season. <laughs> like, that's insane because of all the shit that happened. Not, uh, not good enough, though. Not good enough to be uh to be a Jack Adams finalist or anything like that. No, and you know what? You know what's happened? The Flames clearly heard heard this show and heard me saying they're the most second most boring team in hockey. And they've just said, Right, that's it, we'll prove that British prick wrong. Oh fucking show him. We've got the man so, for the job. <laughs> we've got the man for the job. <laughs> so, Matthew fucking tendon snapping Kachuk. I'd be careful, yeah, allegedly, because this is we don't want Mark Shifley coming and fucking suing us. Yeah, fair point. For for effectively sending out, you know, what, what's what's the manslaughter equivalent of sending a hit for someone? Whatever it is, we're going to get charged with it. We're not fucking careful. Yeah, we're going to get cho- Yeah, yeah, you're right. Good point. <laughs> All those things I just said were allegedly whatever it was. Absolutely. Yeah, we do. But Puck Soup's responsible. Merritt versus Wyszynski's responsible for getting John Scott to the All Star All Star game. Two Brits, one Puck's responsible for ending Mark Shifley's career. Sending out the Kachuk squad. <laughs> the fucking dipping. The Kachuk squad, that sounds fucking. I, th- I feel like if you put a squad on the end of anything, it, it definitely sounds a bit more, uh, you know, national socialist. <laughs> you are right, you are right. Alright. Uh, Blackhawks Oilers. Well, have, are you familiar with the game Pong, Dan? I am indeed familiar with the game Pong. So I feel like there are similarities to be drawn between this series and a, and a classic game of tabletop Pong. I think you uh, you might be right. And, and yeah, you score five, we'll just score six. And that's what that's best case scenario, isn't it? That's because the, the <laughs> hockey the hockey was always going to be a little bit janky, a little bit off pace, or whatever it might be. You know, people are going to be fucking rusty as shit, whatever you want to call it. This is what the fans want. You want one game where yeah. where a team just goes fucking ham on another, and then the next game another team goes ham on them. Fucking have it go five go fucking five games. Have each team score fucking forty goals. Like please. I Ooh. think this is a yeah. I think this has been the best series so far. I think from from sort of watchability it has been. Just it in, is mad though, isn't it? That you know, like the fucking Chicago Blackhawks, they're no <laughs> business, and they're just you know. <laughs> I mean, literally, like, McDavid and Dreisaitl might not even make it to the first round of the playoffs because they get beat by the fucking Chicago... The 2020 Chicago Blackhawks, who were playing, like, the 2013 Chicago Blackhawks. Duncan Keith at 37, like, absolutely logging minutes. Jonathan Taves being a two-way fucking monster. What is happening? I, d- I wish I could tell you. If, if I could tell you, Dan, yeah. I'd probably be coaching somewhere, but I, I don't know if I can That's get it. Point. It's It's beautiful. Not that I want Chicago to win, because obviously we all have to hate Chicago because they're the fucking Man United of the NHL. But of course, it's beautiful. 
if if it means the Oilers are sad and get bounced again, what more do you want? Like, how the fuck is Conor McDavid facing elimination tonight? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, like, it's, it's because bit... Edmonton. Because Edmonton. Con- it's insane. Conor McDavid is facing elimination in a year where he was potentially not the best player on his own team. <laughs> 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 oh, I love it so much. That's an amazing point. <laughs> How, like, what? What more do you need to do? Oh, Obviously, there are still. Can imagine, yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine two years ago? You say in two years, there's a very good chance Conor McDavid's not even going to be the best player on his own team. People are like, oh my god, this is that's insane. How is that even possible? Who's this player going to be? It's like, yeah, he's already and, there, and they're still not going to make the playoffs. And they're still not going to make the playoffs after they get beat by fucking Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, and Duncan Keith. With a combined age of 342. <laughs> like, Duncan Keith's 37 and he's logging minutes. I d- what? I just don't. I'll be so intrigued as to what Ken Holland does in the summer if, if they get bounced tonight. I'll be so intrigued. Because there are obviously still more holes to plug. Like, they've not got any fucking wingers. Their, their defence is still shit and their fucking goalies are shit. But, mate, I, f- I feel like something bad's going to happen if they get bounced tonight. Yeah, but how? We've said this before. They have. They only have two, two and a half tradable assets. Who? What? Brian Nugent Hopkins and... Nugent Hopkins... Dreisaitl is tradable. You can trade anybody. So Dreisaitl is tradable because he's that good and he's got, for his his ability, an amazing, amazing cap hit. And if you did trade him, you would get an absolutely fucking massive return on it. I reckon they could, I bet they end up trading someone like fucking Darnell Nurse though. Yeah, they will. Who's who's probably their their best D-man. But just because he's not fucking... Because <laughs> they can't trade. Well, I, I don't know. Can they trade Adam Larson now? Now that the Teflon Don's gone? Uh, no idea. No idea. Sure, I mean, maybe sh- they would try. I don't know. But surely. You don't back, are you? Well, no, probably We're not. Get back. But you've got to do something, haven't you? I, I bet they they'll trade Ryan Nugent Hopkins this summer. I reckon. Do you know what this? Yeah, this is going to be interesting this summer with trades and everything because of the stagnant cap. Like we said a few weeks ago. You're trying to trade a player off your team to make up cap space to a team who's trying to trade a player to make up cap space. How like how many trades are we actually going to get, really? Because what? everyone's like a team's going to have to blink and make a move, which will then cause other things to happen. I reckon we'll end up getting a lot more like not necessarily one for one, but effectively one for one trades, where it's yeah, where it's more just to like shake things up a bit. None of this, like, oh, I want to get a forward, so I'm going to trade a first and a second and get this forward. It's going to be, I need a forward. Uh, I've got a spare defenseman. You need a defenseman. Have a spare forward. Let's just fucking do it. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, like Ryan Nugent Hopkins for a Brett Pesci or whatever it might be. Like that kind of thing. It'd be interesting. Yeah, you can't if the Oilers can you? You can't do another one for one. <laughs> I don't you know. Do, do does does Ken Holland not get his one for one? Surely, that's everyone, not. Everyone needs a one for one, don't they? I th- their own their own crack at it at the very least. Yeah. Yeah, and I uh, 
I did like old man James Neal complaining about all the kids playing video games. That was that was a funny thing to see. I, I didn't see this. What, what did he say? Wyshynski asked him about you know the downtime and the bubble and all that kind of thing, and he just went on a rant about how all these kids, all they've done is just bring all of their video game equipment, all of it. I'm talking two, three monitor setups, and all they want to do is when they finish training or playing, go back to their room and play Call of Duty or Fortnite. <laughs> that was all he said. It's just hilarious. Does that not say a bit about James Neal, though? Yeah, it just says that he's old, an older guy. He doesn't get it. Well, that's all it says. An he's, old, just, he's just an older, an older generation, that's all. Ain't an, nothing there. An older generation that nobody wants to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Tell him we're playing Fortnite. Meanwhile, there's a fucking massive party <laughs> going in, like, in Muji's room. <laughs> yeah, you make a good point, actually. I didn't think of that. It's, uh, mate... That's what I'd be doing though if I was in the bubble. Like, fuck me, if you're not bringing like a PC or a PlayStation or whatever, like, what are you going to do? Yeah, why would you not bring a PC or a PlayStation or an Xbox? That's what you should do. Jesus, what, are you just going to play fucking cars for eight hours, James Neal? Get the fuck out of here, mate. Yeah, sorry, mate. I need a bit more than cards nowadays. Mate, I've read, some, yeah. I've read something oh, criminal about, um, about bubble life the other day. How even within the bubble... Um, this is for for the stars at least. I'd imagine it's fairly similar for everyone else around the league. Players are still getting a hundred and eleven dollars DM every single day. It's like, bruv, you're you're fucking Tyler Sagan. You're getting ten million dollars a year, and you're still getting a hundred quid a day for food. Call me crazy, but I thought <laughs> but, the clubs provided food. I didn't realise Tyler Sagan had to go to the fucking ca- to the vending machine well, I, I, and spend the hundred quid on fucking nicknames to keep himself fed. <laughs> they, they can only spend it in the vending machine. <laughs> I'll get I'll get fucking a hundred boost bars, please. I'll get the protein version though, so it's healthy. It's, it's, yeah, yes, it's Snickers protein. Isn't that fucked up? The fact that they get a per DM anyway. At all. That's insane. That is insane. Like, easily you get paid fucking eight figures and you still get you still get an extra. You earn more than I do in per DM. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's hilarious. Yeah, you're right. But not, not really, though. Oh, fucking hell, that's mad. And with the stars, they're saying, <laughs> yeah, that's not, you know, they can afford a fucking $20 Uber Eats or whatever. That's all just going at the card tables. Yeah, of course it is. Which, like, yeah, fair, fair play to them. But, you know, if, like, if you're in that position, power to you. But it's like, for fuck's sake, it's like, what what will be... <laughs> I, don't, I don't get a per DM from my job. My salary is meant to pay for my food. <laughs> yeah, my salary pays for my food. <laughs> Call me fucking crazy, but... <laughs> it's fucking mad, isn't it? It is the... Uh... Second intermission, Preds, Coyotes, it's 2-2 mm. at the moment, and we'll have a quick chat about this series. It's insane that the Preds have been the better team by a billion miles. But there's an old saying in footy, which is if you don't put the ball in the onion bag, it doesn't matter. So I'm going to co-op that a little bit and just say, yeah, if the Preds can't put the puck in the onion bag, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't fucking matter. There's there's only one stat that really matters, and that's, that's goal scored, mate. Exactly. Or goal, exactly. goal difference, rather. But yeah, they're, they're just not fucking scoring enough. I mean, they're finally putting some pucks in said onion bag today. But, um, well, they're, they're putting, obviously plenty of, they're putting plenty of pucks on there, aren't they? Fucking hell, yeah. They're not messing around in that department, but it's it's over for the Preds. I can't see. I can't see him. Oh, excuse me. I can't see him coming through. 
no, I think I think the Coyotes win this game. I reckon so. I think it's. I think this series is over in the next twenty minutes. That's a. Ooh. I'm going to stake my uh, mini school reputation on it, but it is there. That's a that's a Danny Masters certified take right there. It's it's <laughs> it's like we were saying before we even started. Like the fact that you had fucking the Preds out shooting the Coyotes like ten to one for the first five minutes of the game. It's like all right, the Coyotes Again. are blatantly going to win this. <laughs> yeah. Again. Do you know what as well? Fucking got to feel a Franti Ranta taking an absolute fucking dinger off his coconut in practice, in like the warm-ups. Fucking hell. Has he, or I, don't know, I was going to say, has he been given a concussion? Forgetting that we do not know. Of course we haven't been told. But like fucking Darcy, Darcy Kemper should be playing anyway. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a bad point. That's not a bad point. I mean... I have, I have read though that um, Anti Ranta's head is unfit to play. So the, the rest of him. So rest of him. Peachy. But, Golden. The rest of it might be fine. Never, yeah. never been better. But Kemper's fucking—he's wilding out, as the kids say. That's the kid. Fucking out. All right, James Neal. <laughs> All these kids with their rap music and their video games, <laughs> their iPods. All these kids with their goalies and saves. I don't know. Whatever next. Uh, what do we get next? Oh yeah. How could we forget? Leafs Blue Jackets. The so, Leafs are going to win tonight. You do know that, don't you? Yeah, yeah, because that's going to that's going to go five. Oh, wait, or is it? Oh, all the Leafs have done. All the Leafs have done all season is when you think they're going to lose, they win, and when you think they're going to win, they lose. They will win tonight because everyone just assumes that's it. Now they're done. They can't come back. They've had a fucking soul crusher, so they're going to get beat. No, they will win tonight. But That's if, another guarantee for you. That that was that could have been a guarantee before game one even started. If any of these series was going to go to five, it was going to be Leafs split jackets. Because yeah, that's true. That's true. Because it fucking was something I didn't um, foresee happening in this series is Pierre Luc Dubois going on a killing spree. <laughs> just just deciding, nah, cross checks, not a penalty in my eyes, mate. I'd I'd do what I want. To me. Something should have been done about that. To me, that's really, really dangerous. Really dangerous. But it, and I know there's, uh, there's there's people there's people who have played the game who've said, "No, that's nothing. Don't worry about it." Now that is something. That is dangerous. It's it's a problem I that think. people who play say that it's nothing. Yeah, I do. No, I've, I've had that done. I've case. had that done in rec to me, and it's that's fucking something. Like. Yeah, it's just how it goes. Yeah, that's just that's just how it goes, mate. That's happened to me in practice. It ain't, it ain't no thing. But it, no, that's a thing. You can't you can't be two handing somebody across the back of the fucking shoulders at all. Like that's not because they can't. He, like Muzzin had no way to protect himself in any way. You know, and when we've talked, we talk about worst case. Luckily, this was nearly, nearly the absolute worst case scenario. And in some ways, you know, we're fucking lucky that you know Muzzin looks like only got a sting. Geezer almost got but, fucking Hannibal Lectured, like. Yeah. Or fucking. Um, I mean, fucking hell. What's the guy? What's uh, Bison. What's the, what's the guy's name in that? Buffalo Bill. He always yeah. got Buffalo Billed. Oh, Buffalo Bill. Yeah. I mean, fucking hell. Not only, not only did he fall on Bjorkstrand's leg and it was terrible, I mean, he only got his fucking throat like sliced open by Bjork. If he'd have been like a bit further down, like his. I, the first thing I thought was, oh my god, his neck is going into Bjorkstrand's blade. That's the first thing I thought when I saw mm. it before I saw what had actually happened. And then when I saw what happened, I was still thinking, "Oh, fucking, that's like that's terrible as well." I mean, this is awful. But 
yeah, to me, that's that's absolutely something that should be penalised. And then you know, after the game, did you did you see him last night? He was on top of I, I want to say Travis Dermott or somebody, like falling on top of them by the boards, and then just fucking wailing on them. It's so, but he he's playing really well, and that's good to see. You know, it's nice to see young players coming through and having having good nights and that. But fuck me, this geezer's becoming a liability with a stick. I don't know if he's been doing it for a long time because it's the fucking Blue Jackets and who cares, but Jesus Christ. And he's he's a big boy too. What is he, like 6'4 oh, or something like that? He's a big boy. Yeah, he's way bigger than people realise. He's, he's, he's too big to be doing that. He's too big to be doing that. Did you see, um, maybe he was fired up because of what happened in game two. Did you see Torts screaming at him on the bench? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh. Do you know what was funny? I get that you have to be, you know, I am a, I am a mental health proponent. But sometimes certain players need fucking screaming at. Sorry, they just do. Because I, I, I used to be one of those players. And I got screamed at. And I absolutely needed it sometimes. I needed a fucking, like... I needed my coach in my face saying, what the motherfucking fuck are you fucking doing, you fucking idiot? Fucking stay over there. I told you. And I'm glad he did. Was that was that when you were coming up for corners in the 34th minute? <laughs> 34th? Fucking hell, that late. Well, yeah, just, just slow games. You know, it's, it's all happening in the middle of the park. I was playing, I was playing a holding midfield position. And at some point I found myself at right back. <laughs> I wanted the ball. <laughs> so I got fucking blasted at half time. And I needed it. I needed it. You know? I think sometimes it's, it's carrot and stick. You know, if Torch is doing that every single time to fucking Dubois, then yeah, fair enough. It's going to get a bit ridiculous and a bit stupid. But yeah, sometimes you might just need screaming at a little bit. Who who likes carrots that much? That... You'd rather have Torch shouting at you. I'd much rather. Much rather. Hey, Smart. do you know when. Um, <laughs> I forgot to ask about the Muzzin injury. Because he's he's stayed in the bubble, hasn't he? Oh my god. Think... Did you hear about did you hear about his, his missus and his kid? No. Oh like, this is something that I hadn't even thought about with the bubble situation. So Muzzin's fucking on his deathbed, whatever. Unfit to play. <laughs> Unfit to live. Um I'm pretty sure he was in a regular bed, but go on. They labelled it deathbed. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just oh, showing. I'm just passing on no, the information that I've got. Right. Because he, like you say, he's still in the bubble. He still has to stay in the bubble just in case he comes back to life. <laughs> so his his missus and his kid can't see him. So they were fucking outside the hotel with a sign saying like "We love you, daddy" or whatever. Oh god! So the geezer's like having a, a all jokes aside, a very serious fucking injury where he could have been seriously, seriously injured, and as far as we know, is currently seriously injured, and he can't see his 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 wife and his daughter can't see him because yeah, that's fucked up. Because oh, we need to have him quarantined in case he needs to play a fucking child's game for millions of dollars in a couple of weeks, just in case because we we fucking own him because we are MLSE. So no loved ones. I'm sorry, you can't see him. Just in case we have to quarantine him. And yeah, like having having that pointed out to me today, that's grim. That's yeah, grim's the only word I've got for it. That's fucking grim. Yeah, that's really grim. Fucking hell. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. I didn't hadn't, about that hadn't thought about what would happen if somebody gets injured. 
or if somebody gets seriously injured. I'm not talking as you know, pulled hammy like, because because to an extent, yeah, fucking the Muslims line, fucking God, fucking <laughs> so, so fucked up, <laughs> fucking Muslims line there with a the fucking halo on, like to keep his fucking head completely straight. He's like it's basically bolted into his skull and his fucking neck and his shoulder blades, and he says, "I'm a wife and kids here." And the trainer's like, yeah, but they can't come in because you might need to do a shift in game five. So, you know, just in case, yeah. we're going to we're gonna keep them outside. Just in case, sake. just in case we make the cup final and you're fit to play. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what are we doing? We, yeah, we might need you to play a hockey game in two months. It's, it's great, it's, it's dystopian is what it is. Like, That's bleak, yeah. It's, it's, fucking, really bleak. it's fucking bleak, fucking bleak. Imagine if he died. Imagine if he fucking died. Yeah, but if he died, it, they would have just shipped him off, wouldn't they? It wouldn't have mattered. Like, this is, like... I mean, this does show, like, the kind of problem with this bubble fucking bullshit. That, yeah, you've got a fucking horrendous injury and you, your wife and your kid can't come and see you. Yeah, it's it's not just that you can't see your family on an off day. It's you, <laughs> you can't see your family if you're in dire physical straits. No, I just saw that the... Uh, Cowboys are up three. Cowboys are up three two. Just see. I know, fucking beautiful. <laughs> Pre- you know fucking, uh, I think it was Jordan Osterley. I think it happened while I was gone too. Fucking thirty five shots. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping it stays this way, just so I can say this now and we can leave it in. But I said we said at the start of the season, didn't we? We just do not like the Preds. I just don't like their roster construction at all. No, don't don't like. They just got a ton of very okay players with maybe a couple that are good. Thoroughly, when you've got fucking Matt Duchesne as your number one centre, like or Ryan Johansson as your number one centre, not interested yeah. at all. Yeah, me neither. It reminds me of um, like the Rangers a few years ago. Granted, when they went to the cup final, but when they had like Derek Stepan and Derek Brassard one two. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. Point. And it's it's like yeah, they're perfectly good players. Like our prime Derek Stepan, yeah, I'd take him as my number two centre, but neither of them are. You know, there, there's nobody particularly interesting on that team. All right, then. So here's my uh, my question about the Muslim thing. Do you think if it's a scrub player or a player they just added for this for this tournament, they just say to him, yeah, do you know what, mate? Go home, it's fine. Leave the bubble and just do one. But it's Jake Muzzin. So they have oh, to yeah. be, well, we'd better keep him in the bubble because you never know. If So if this happened in like a round-robin game, or like an exhibition game or something, and it happened to like a black ace type player. Yeah, I don't know. Like I'd say, yeah, I think they'd let him go, but I, I still reckon, nah, I reckon they'd keep hold of him. Yeah, because it's it's like an element of, say, you would let that fringe player go, and then you have seventy eight fucking injuries on your team, and then they turn out to be healthy. You've oh, you've done yourself wrong in there, haven't you? Yeah, two weeks later he's doing backflips in his back garden. <laughs> Outside the bubble. <laughs> That'd be a, be a weird thing to to post on Instagram. Like your, your team's really struggling. You're like, look, look, what, look what I can do. <laughs> look what I learned doing kip ups. <laughs> it's All right. it is it is grim with the with the Muslim thing, but I think to an extent That's this awful. is this is what was always gonna happen, sort of thing. This is the point of the bubble. Once you're in, you, yeah, you can't leave, no matter what's going on. That's yeah, true. You're right. And uh, lastly, speaking of teams leaving, 
the uh, the Florida Panthers have left as a uh, well. I don't want to put all the blame at Sergei Bobrovsky's feet or at uh, Dale Talon's feet for giving him that contract. But shit, <laughs> he was bad. He, he, he was bad. He was pretty bad. He, he was pretty bad. That first goal tonight was an absolute shocker. Fucking shocker. All-worlder. All-worlder from Anthony Bouvelier. Fucking... And if you're paying your, you know, if it's a rookie goalie or if you're paying your goalie a million dollars a season or it's some kind of prove-it deal... Fair enough. Paying this dude all the monies. All the monies. I am buzzing for whenever next season gets underway to see what happens to, to Bob then. Because if, if he comes back and he's still shit, oh, that's going to be a long fucking seven years. It's going to be a long... <laughs> Because this, he could easily come back next year, be on top of his game again. Because because goalies don't make any fucking sense. That's that's fair to say. This isn't necessarily the end of Bobrovsky's career. But Christ, yeah, if he if, he, if he's, I don't know, with seven years left, he's going to buy him out in the off season this season. Now, fuck, fuck it, it. <laughs> mate. I tell you, if they if they offer compliance buyouts because of coronavirus, fucking hell, I'd snap them up for Bobrovsky if I was Dave Dale Talon. <laughs> oh my god you can't because you know yeah you are right what's going to happen is they're going to do a compliance buyout then he's going to go to another team and going to be all world again <laughs> he's going to be phenomenal mate this, this is the second Sons coming of, of fucking Ilya Brizgalov isn't it <laughs> yeah you're right fucking hell so bad can we but the Panthers you know what the Panthers were terrible alone. oh yeah I mean that that Barzal goal tonight was it? Yeah, Barzal scored the second goal, didn't he? I think uh, third goal because Pavelio got two. Third goal. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, or, or whichever whichever goal it was, it was like a, it was a rush, and Snow. at no point was any Panthers player covering the guy who scored. Just nowhere to be seen. <laughs> and you just like it was. Two, it's two on two, but at the same time, it was a two on zero. Oh. Because Bob had just no help from his D, like at all. It's <laughs> just a guy wide open at the, like you know across crease, and he's like, "What are you doing? Like, where's the defensive structure? There's none at all." I'm I'm glad that something mildly interesting happened in today's game, though, with fucking Casey Zizekas right at the end, just swinging his fucking stick. It's like, mate, his head. you are five one up, and there's like ninety <laughs> seconds left in the game. Yeah, I get. I get that there's like an open net behind you, but fucking even if that goal goes in, it's, you're still gonna fucking win. What are you doing, yeah. taking fucking baseball swings at the geezer's head just to try and knock a puck free? <laughs> and, and and that's the thing that like similarly to similarly to the to the Pierre Dubois thing, like that he should have the fucking book thrown at him for that. I think because that's needlessly dangerous. But yeah, you're right. but you won't. There won't even be a question of whether that should be disciplined or not. I don't think. Just because it's like oh, it's just a high stick or whatever. He was just going for the puck. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate yeah. that fucking whoever's head was in the way. Not Nolan Jari's head was was in the vicinity. Oh, the Panthers. I mean, how they? If I if I if I at any point at any point over the next five years declare that they could be the team to watch this year. 
you are more than welcome to drive here and punch me in the face as hard as you can. What, what if this is after they've brought out Bobrovsky? Well, does that sort of negate this uh, this declaration? No, I, I, I think it's... Um, I think the Panthers and being the team to watch and not delivering is just Batman and Joker. They're just destined to do it forever and ever and ever. And I feel like they've gotten worse this year, like trading away Vincent Trojek. And like over the last couple of years as well, getting rid of Nick Bukestad, Jared McCann. Yeah, I don't, I don't no, get Dabrowski it. signing Anton Strollman to that to the deal that he got, Nola Chari to the <laughs> deal that he got. Just like, what are you doing? Which is crazy because like, they get an... They've still got, all got all the pieces are there. It's insane how all the pieces are right like there. Alex Barkov, the jo- Jonathan Huberdeau is playing out of his mind. Like even even on D, they're not too bad. Like you know, Keith Yandel and Aaron Eckblad are, are both perfectly good D men. Like Mike yeah. Matheson, when he's not trying to kill people, is a perfectly good D man. But yeah, there's just something about them that that doesn't work. It's just insane. Just insane. Who who would have and thought the, island, the Islanders are just the Islanders are just going to island it all up again in the next round? They're going to it's it's just they have their blueprint. They stick to their blueprint. You know they they make it so hard. They they're fucking tough to play against. They lean on you for everything. You know they they do. I don't know if it's a thing you can say, but I'm you know I am Mister Intangibles, but they do outwork teams. I think it's uh, I think I think that's something that they do do. Oh, but they're going to get exposed in the next round, surely. Mate, it's the playoffs. You can't say that. <laughs> you can't. It's true, but I feel, I feel like if you know, they're going to come up against one of those top four teams, then it's going to be fucking done. <laughs> like like last that. year. You can't say that. You can't say. Oh, you can't say anything anymore. I just, I just, I just don't, I don't see it happening. I mean, that's fair enough. You know, it's Christ. They could go out there and win the next series four 0 They could lose it four 0 because, as we said at the start of the show, because hockey. Because none of it makes any fucking sense. It doesn't. That's a, uh, I think that's a good way to end the show, mate, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable... Yeah, rounding it off. Thank you everyone for listening. Will, any last words? No, to to be honest. Um, just, I, I appreciate the, the climate struggles that our friends all around the world suffer when, yeah, I'm sure I can speak for you as well, Dan, we are all dying in a thirty degree heat. <laughs> Luckily for you, I'm I'm further north than you. It's been only it's only been twenty seven here today. Okay, that's, that's that's not too bad then. Yeah, we've had a naughty thirty one today. Oh, mate, that's just horrible. That sounds so horrible. But but then like you convert it to Fahrenheit and that's only like eighty or something. And I don't care. It's horrible. It's... I hate the sun. You know I hate it. Oh, I hate that's, the that's true. Yeah, yeah, northern. So that's just how it goes. Yeah, I, uh, stay. Uh... I'm one of those winter shorts twats. <laughs> <laughs> Which, in 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 my mind, used to be in your element now, because it's like right, I've, I can wear my shorts and I don't have to battle against the elements. But uh... no, but I don't mind. That's the thing. I don't care about the elements. I I enjoy the elements. I don't want the sun. That's what I don't want. I you want bo- elements, but not. I don't want the sun. That's, you want the frost on the um... yeah. On my my true final words. Is so the the coaches are playing in their Kachina jerseys today, and uh, as you zoom in on a player on the bench, the little little Kachina sort of uh, print, if if you will, around the collar, looks like all the all the coaches players are wearing nice gold chains. It's good. <laughs> I like it. 
<laughs> a bunch of chaps. I was thinking Beastie Boys, but yeah, it's just a bunch of chaps sitting around who started a hockey team. There we go. Take care, everyone. We will talk to you next week. Peace.